Hi, welcome to Exploring Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and I'm here with my co-host, my special guest co-host, uh, Nick Vale. Nick, good to see you again. Okay, and so like, you know, basically we do um, Nick's Manhattan show, like, you know, that we're live with a debate show, but we, we also do this show, and we're up to like episode number 173. Okay, um, free will, why even is a little, why even a little is impossible? So basically the idea behind this show is like some people believe that fine, we don't have complete free will, we can't determine everything, but there are some things we, that, that are up to us. That some things could be, let's say, unto, up to our genes in, in part and up to us in another part or up to our unconscious in part and all. So we're here today to explain how no, that free will is a binary thing. It's like we either have it or we don't. There's no like in between. All right, before we get started, let's, let's, as we always do, let's start off with what people mean when they say that we have a free will. Nick, explain to the audience what, what the concept of free will historically, not how like these compatibilists have been trying to change the definition, you know, explain right. what people... The, the Want me to define about. free yeah, will? Exactly. Free will would mean that your life is up to you and that you could have done otherwise. Exactly. Another way of, of uh, describing free will is that nothing that's not in your control is compelling you, making you do what you do. Okay? Um, Free will means you can make a decision 100% independent of your genetics and conditioning, otherwise right. known as your personal history. Right, and, and again, there's another, the way, the reason, one of the reasons this is important, and like this is another way of describing what the concept of free will is, is that free will means that we are fundamentally morally responsible for what we do. That if we do, you know, something right, then we're fundamentally to be credited and if right. we do something wrong. All right. So, um, and like just one last thing. Why is this show so important? This show is important because I believe about 80 to 90% of the people actually believe in free will and you can't have the vast majority of the United States population or the world population walking around with a faulty belief system. It's a, it's the wrong paradigm and it's bad for humanity. Absolutely. And it's just like it's bad for humanity because like when we believe we have free will and other people believe they have free will, everybody believes we have free will, everybody's blaming each other for everything and everybody's blaming themselves for things that are absolutely not up to us. All right, so we got that straight now. Let's let's go to the refutation. So like Nick starts off, why... um. Why can't we have like just even like a little free will? Why is free will and nothing in a raw proposition? Well, first of all, everything is a conditioned response based on our personal history. Now, saying you have a little free will is basically saying you believe in free will. So, I mean, just having, you know, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you have a little free will, you're basically in the camp of free will. We're saying there's no free will, zero percent. You can't have a little free will because even if you said I had one percent free will, that would mean that 1% of you is 100% independent of one's genetics and conditioning. So what would that 1% of you be basing its decision on? The little part of you that has free will. And like we were talking before, it's like a light switch. It's either on or it's off. Uh, you're either pregnant or you're not. Your flight, you can't say your flight is delayed and canceled or you know delayed and on time. Which is it? You, you, you can't have a little free will. You either have free will or you don't. It's a black or white issue. 
Okay. It's an now, all or nothing proposition. Right. Now let's let's relate this to the unconscious. There's there's experiments that have proven beyond a doubt that we have an unconscious. I mean like even like just logically that's the unconscious is where all our memories are stored because they're we're not conscious of them obviously you know so they have to be stored in an area of our mind where that we're not conscious of so like for example like there's been experiments where like you put two people in a room and like in that room there's like a, a picture of a of a library on a wall right right and so people when they put this picture of a library on the wall People will speak more softly to each other than, than if they're in the room without a library. So this is like, and, and they, they don't know why they're speaking more softly. Exactly, them, they wouldn't know why. All right, so like no, that's so the key. We acknowledge there's an unconscious. Right. So like, how would you respond to um, to people saying, "Well, you know, fine, I understand that um, I have that we have an unconscious, but I still have the ability to override." what the unconscious is doing, I still have the ability to decide freely, free from the effects or the influence of the unconscious. Are you saying, why does the unconscious make free will impossible? Well, I'm saying like, you know, some people will say, fine, we have an unconscious, right? But I can still override the influence of my unconscious. I, I still am free to, to decide. But how would you own. do that? By definition, the unconscious is, by definition, is something you're not aware of, that you're not conscious of. Exactly. Explain it in more detail, because that's the answer. <laughs> how? Ask me again one more time. All how, right. Okay. Somebody, somebody says, like, fine, I understand we have an unconscious, well, but... I've got this part of, 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 of me that's like, that's able to override any kind of influence. Like, let's say the unconscious is making me kind of like want to eat, um, you know, some pasta. But like, I'm on a diet or something and I don't want to eat pasta or whatever, for whatever reason, whatever. So like, you know, the free will belief says, well, I can like, you know, my mind can override the okay. influence. But you're overriding would have to have a cause. So what would be the... When you overrid it, there would be a cause for what your new decision would be, which happened in the moment in time before that moment in time, causing you to override it. Excellent. It's still part of causality. Excellent. Let's let's go over this in more detail, because like again, so like the moment that you decide to quote override your unconscious had a cause coming from the moment before. So it's still part of your causal chain, which started when your you know parents had sex when you were conceived. So that moment in time that you said, I'm going to override my unconscious, you're just becoming aware. It doesn't mean you have free will. You can be aware of something but not be in control of it. Right. Let's, let's, let's go. So in other words, like, there are two. When you, when you consider the unconscious, free will is refuted in two independent ways, ways that are independent of each other. One, to the fact that we have no control over our unconscious. We don't even know that the unconscious is there. So there's no way of knowing whether the unconscious is influencing us or not. And chances are, since the other part is like our consciousness goes to sleep sometimes, you know, like eight Mm -hmm. hours out of a day, we're not really conscious. We're asleep. It's a different state, whatever. But our unconscious operates 24 seven. So in other words, like we could never with any degree of, of, of certainty say, well, well, you know, I made this, this decision and my unconscious wasn't taking part of it. It's impossible for us to, to say that. But some people could say, uh, I'm un- I was unconscious and then I became conscious. So I'm, I became conscious at the very last tip of the iceberg moment. You know, so 99% of me is unconscious, but 1%, you know, at the very last moment, at the decision-making moment, I was conscious of the decision. 
In other words, I became conscious of, you know, my decision to eat vanilla ice cream at the, you know, at the very end. But, you know, even though 99.99% could be in the unconscious, they may argue with you, but the very last moment they became conscious. Well, so let's say, let's say we accept that, right? So they became conscious of their decision, decision in their mind to override the influence of their unconscious, right? But then who's to say that that decision to override the rest of the unconscious wasn't also made in the unconscious. Well, you're right. Causality is past to present to future. So it's linear. So the moment to decide that I'm going to become conscious of my unconscious decision still happened in one moment in time, which was dependent on the moment in time before that, which is infinite regress back to before we were born and before the planet was created and before the galaxies were created. It's an infinite regression. Exactly. So in other words, what we're saying now... Back to the Big Bang. Yes. We're, we're, you know, like in terms of this partial, you have a little free will. In terms of the unconscious, not only does the unconscious refute that, because again, the unconscious is taking part. The unconscious is always on. That's the thing. So it's always taking part in what we think, say, feel. You know. So that's one way. But the second way, as Nick was just saying, is like not only is our unconscious a refutation of free will, it's the fact that the unconscious and the conscious mind, <laughs> excuse me, and everything else is mm -hmm. subject to this law of cause and effect. Well, it's a little tricky because when people are conscious, they tend to go by what they call stimulus response. So you see something, you respond. The unconscious doesn't really have a stimulus response because... When I, you know, dream or whatever, it seems like it's haphazard and kind of random and all over the place, but we know that everything has to have a cause. So whether or not you know what the cause is, is immaterial to how the unconscious is reacting. Like, you know, if you're just kind of meditating, you can see that you're not in the stimulus response mode because you're not like out in the world with external stimuli, but you do see your mind kind of going all over the place. So you shouldn't be confused that it doesn't have a cause to it. It has a, you know, it's cause and effect. Right. Going and, from one moment in time. And actually the whole moment in time thing is one, one state of the universe, the entire state of the universe is the absolute cause of the next. So your, your unconscious is in the state of the universe. Therefore, it's part of causality. All right. Let's go over the, in this, this in more detail because this, you know, again, this is a, a refutation of free will that's completely independent of why the unconscious um, makes free will impossible, but also includes the unconscious. In other words, like, we start off with the premise that everything has a cause. It's a law of cause and effect. And let's say you don't agree with that. Let's say you think that quantum mechanics, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, or some, you know, entanglement, whatever you want to call it, you know, says, you know, is saying that, no, some things do not have causes. You know, some things are like indeterministic in the strong sense that they don't have a cause, or random in the strong sense. Nick, explain to them how, how that all doesn't right, well, get through. All right, well, first of all, causality is another word for determinism. And what my friend George is saying is, determinism or indeterminism indeter is true and neither gives you free will so you can argue all you want about indeterminism but i'm we're both telling you there's only two choices determinism or indeterminism and neither gives free will right and so again like we we want we want to like stay with this because like we want them to understand very clearly so in other words like if you argue that not everything is caused then the only argument you can make that relates to the question of whether we have a free will or not is that like whether or not we 
of our own free will are causing our actions, our thoughts and all. So if, if, if you're saying that not everything has a cause, you can't apply that to the free will thing because that basically you're saying that our free, our decisions don't have causes. And if you're saying that, you can't attribute a decision without a cause to anything, to a human being, to anything. So, so obviously an uncaused decision cannot be attributed to a free will. All right, so now let's let's go over like again more of this how causality refutes free will. So again, some people say that like you know we can override the influence of our unconscious at the last moment, whatever. But let's say we did that, and let's say just for the sake of argument that the unconscious wasn't involved in that. Again, it doesn't make sense, but like let's you know the problem with that is as Nick was explaining before that decision has a cause and then there's a cause to that cause there's a cause to that cause and these causes go back in time George, i think the confusion moment. is the word consciousness the word okay what do you think the word consciousness means define consciousness that's a good that's an excellent point because like most people don't understand this consciousness by definition is a fleeting momentary awareness quote unquote awareness consciousness is awareness to be conscious is to be aware. This thing, this chair, these things aren't aware because they're not conscious, okay? Now, what consciousness isn't, consciousness isn't a decision-making mechanism. Conscious, I don't know where the, consciousness isn't a memory storage mechanism. In other words, consciousness is limited to awareness. But people are attributing the word consciousness or being conscious to free will. But if I'm conscious, of say George implanted me with an electrode, which was a remote control device, and he was God or whatever, and he had the rem and he and he told me I'm controlling you, and I became aware that I'm now being controlled by George's remote control mechanism. I'm aware or conscious of this crazy problem that you know I'm being moved because he's got the, so I'm aware of it, but I don't have free will. Great I'm point. I'm just aware of it. That's Great all. Point. It doesn't give me give me free will. It just means I'm aware that I'm you know out of not in control. Exactly. Think of your average puppet, your average marionette, right? Let's say we're, we imbue it with consciousness. It's still like being operated by the strings or the hand or something. Again, consciousness is just awareness. Let's make it a little bit concrete. How many times in your life have you ever said like, uh, what am I doing here? Or how could this be happening? You know, sometimes you do step back and say, I can't believe I, you know, Hurt, hurt her, or I, or I stole the newspaper from Star. Like you, you do things, you're aware of it, but you're, you're like, what am I doing, or how could I be doing this? You're in a way. Those are little moments in life where you see that you're just a witness. Like I can't believe it got to this point where I threw an egg at my mother, you know, or something. <laughs> you did something. You're aware of it, but and you're conscious, but you weren't in control. You know, you're just aware of it. All right, that's I'm, tr a, I'm trying to make an example. No, like, that's a perfect a segue. Example, yeah. That's a perfect example segue into this next point we're going to be making that like some people will claim that free will, partial free will means not that like that we're able to like override the influence of our unconscious, you know, like we were just talking about. Some people say that like, all right, fine. We may not have a free will all the time, but sometimes some are some of our decisions are freely willed. Okay. And what makes those moments? How would you do, how would you know? How would Perfect. you? Perfect. Explain <laughs> that. <laughs> you're telling me. I never heard this before. Okay, so you're telling me some, some people argue. Oh, instead of having a little free will all the time, they have free will just sometimes, like a hundred. Okay, so. 
what would cause some moments to have a free will decision and other moments to not be free? What, what would be, how would you even know which is a free will decision? Exactly. I wouldn't even know how you would spot it. Exactly. And that's a good point. In other words, like, could you ever say definitively, yes, this, this decision I made freely, you know, my free will, whereas like others in the past. But other people say like, uh, like a gambling addict doesn't have free will to not gamble. A heroin addict doesn't have free will. Like there are different degrees of free will based on what you're addicted to or like what country you live in, like North Korea. How would you answer people that say, well, I have free will because I'm not addicted to anything. I'm fully conscious. I meditate all the time. And I live in America. That's a free country. And, uh, you know, no, I don't have a boss. So I have more free will than that guy who works in the factory who's addicted to heroin in North Korea. They'll use like political freedom and drug addiction freedom. How would you answer that? Because what you're saying is without free will, we're all equal. Right. Without, yeah. I would or, answer Or a prisoner that, has less free will because he's, right. he's in jail, yeah. Well, I'm going to stay more to this kind of like partial free will thing, like relative to okay, this. Okay, but then talk about those degrees that I just okay, – okay, go, go back to exactly. That. So basically, you know, to say that we have like more free will than other people, let's say than drug addicts or criminals or whatever, means to say – that we are free to determine when and when we don't act morally. Now, here's the thing. Part of being a human being, and religions will agree with this, like religions, one of the first things Christianity says is like, we're miserable sinners. That's like, you know, that's, that's part of the liturgy. In other words, like, we can't, we make mistakes. We make moral mistakes all the time. You know, we white lies, just like we don't keep our promises sometimes, just like there's a myriad of things that we do wrong. Now, if you were to claim that at times you have a free will, okay, not at other times, then why wouldn't you at those times that are important that call upon you to make a moral decision, why wouldn't you make, be making 100% moral decisions all the time. Why? Because you don't have a free will. If you had free will in some decisions and not free will in others, why would that be the case? Why not just always have free will? If you could freely will when you have free will, just never be angry, never be sad, never do anything wrong. Always know everything about, you know, there's nothing that you wouldn't know because you would have free will. It would, it would just be, you know, total craziness. You would just be able to be a perfect angel and happy and blissed out all the time. You wouldn't have any causal history or personal history. Exactly. So, so now let's explore this in more detail. Why can't we make the moral, the right, why can't we do the right thing all the time? Because we don't have a free will. Well, no, no. Like, for example, like, for example, let's say. I would love to have a free will and do the right thing all the time. You think Bernie may, like any, any criminal Anyone who breaks the law doesn't really, you know, doesn't want to. They feel like they had to. They had no other choice. I'll I mean, give nobody you, wants to be angry, depressed, or, be, or break the law. Who wants that? All right. One of the one of the, one of the or principal, be evil. Sorry. One of the principal defenders of free will is this like psychologist Roy Baumeister. Now he's an expert in what we refer to as willpower. Now, according to his willpower is like, you know, for example, I want to diet, I want to not mm -hmm. eat sugar and stuff like that. I have the will to do what I want to do, okay? Now, according to his research, willpower is not an infinite resource. In other words, like, we expend some, ref um, some willpower and it, it gets exhausted. So, in other words, like, if we didn't have enough sleep, you know, the night before, or if we'll, we've been exerting our willpower a lot, during the course of a day, then toward the evening when we're tired, when we've exhausted our willpower, and like we're confronted with like this, this, this donut that we would otherwise resist the temptation for, 
we're going like, to succumb to, to, to this temptation of the donut because willpower is a limited resource. So that's another way of, of explaining why we don't have a free will. If we don't have a free will deter to determine what we're going to do at all times, and we're at, if we're at the whim of not just the willpower, but the unconscious you know, and so many other factors in our life, Obviously, that, that, that tells you that, no, we don't have a free will at any time. It's not just that, you know, it's not just that our unconscious is taking part in every decision. There's no time at all where we could possibly have a free will. Well, there is willpower, but you can't choose or control your willpower. That's like saying uh, there's ambition and focus. But, you know, you can't choose or control what your ambitions are, what, your what you focus on. So there's a causal history to what your willpower is. If, there, if it was all about willpower, why not just freely choose to have the willpower to not gamble and do drugs or cheat on your wife or whatever else you say? Eat the, what do you say? Eat the donut or whatever? Eat the donut. If you're on a diet, so, so why not just freely? You can't just summon willpower whenever you want. I mean, it is about willpower, focus, and ambition and what you set your mind to, but you can't freely choose what you set your mind to. I mean, it's, it doesn't make any sense. All right. So, so I, think, I think you're beginning to understand how, you know, um, can, can you uh, do camera two for a minute? I just want to see. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Because, <laughs> no, like, camera one, like, the light doesn't go on, but I know it's one. All right, so basically, all right. Now, you, you're saying, so, like, we, we um, let's say you claim that, like, well, fine, you know, like, with my moral decisions, I can't freely will to, to do them all the time, but I can, like, of my own free will, raise my hand. Right. All right, first of all, if that's what our free will is limited to, being able to raise our hands and our foot and stuff, what kind of a free will is that? You know, that, but, but like, let's refute that more strongly. Nick, why aren't these okay. like movements freely willed? From the moment we're conceived, there's only one causal chain. That's how you go, including consciousness. And it all goes in one direction from past to present to future. So everything you do encompasses raising your hand or gambling or eating the donut, you have one causal history which encompasses everything about your genetics and conditioning. But before we end, I just wanted to ask you something else real quick. What about when someone's, because I'm switching subjects, Sorry. when someone says, like, the prisoner doesn't have free will because he has less free will because he's in a jail with uh, bars and, you know, and North Korea is a dictatorship. They don't have free will. Could you talk about the difference between physical freedom and political freedom and different types of freedom so we get this straight? Because I hear that all the time. Americans have more free will than Russians. Excellent. Or whatever, dictatorship all right. Or right. So basically people are confusing yeah. the term free will with the term freedom, yes. or political freedom. Which we sing about all the time here. Right. In other words, like people in certain countries where you can't like say what you want to say, they have less political freedom than we do, obviously, right? But they don't have any less free will than now we do. Now you're talking, right? <laughs> yes. But people say that to me all the time. I know, I know. And then, yeah, say it, go again. Yeah. Another way that people confuse free will is people will say like, well, I have a free will if nobody made me think or do what I, you know, I'm doing. Now, yes. fine, fine. There be there may be certain situations where nobody, a person, is not making you do or think what you're doing, but the law of cause and effect isn't a person, and our unconscious isn't a person, and these things are making us do what we do. It's really the pleasure principle. If no one has a gun to your head or ties you up and kidnaps you and does anything to you, you're, you're quote-unquote always doing things of your own will. You hardly ever do anything against your will because against your will would only be like a gun to your head or threatening you or I'm tying you up or drugging you. So just because you do things that you want, 
you know, you know, like if I want to fly to Denver, you know, am I free to take the bus or the train? No, because assuming the price is the same, if I have to do a business trip to Denver, why would of my own, assuming I'm not afraid of flying, you know, why would I choose to take a, a 48 hour bus versus a four hour uh, flight? I mean, am I free to take the bus? No one has a gun to my head and I'm not being forced, but the universe is forcing me with my pleasure principle to pick the, the viable option that's the best suited for what I'm doing, which is to get to Denver as quickly as possible. So I'm free to take the train or the bus or walk, but nobody would ever do such a crazy thing because, uh, you know, waste time and effort and money. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, no one's forcing me. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah we have like laws that, that give us the freedom to do things. We have circumstances that give us the freedom to do things. But this kind of freedom is not what we mean, what, what people mean, you know, what the debate has been about over, since, over you know, several millennia, a couple of millennia at least. You know, the debate isn't about whether, like, the law allows us to do stuff or whether, you know, circumstances. It's about whether what we do is fundamentally up to us. You know, whether, in other words, like, whether what we do is completely up to us or whether factors, things, like these principles, like cause and effect, that are completely out of our control are making us do what we do. So to be clear, George, you're saying there's no different grades of free will. We all human beings equally have zero free will. There's no like, well, the guy in North Korea has like this little free will and then Spain and then, you know, America. There's no ranking of free will because none of us have any of it. So they're confusing, you know, or the, the guy in jail has this and the guy on house arrest is this. And the guy in a halfway house is here and a free person. That, that's not what we're talking about. That's, that's physical or something. You know, that's that's exactly. what they mean by a little free will or more or less. I'm glad They're you saying brought this it's up. relative. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. We've got to devote an entire show to yeah, this. Yeah, we We've do. Got to like, that, because yeah. so many, yeah. We might like maybe even the next three shows yeah. we tape, all three shows I'm about this. Absolutely. All right, Phil, like another thing. For Let's say you have two people. We're, we're running out about a minute and a half left. Two people. One person has one job skill, okay? They're, they're really good at one job. Another person has 10 job skills, right? This other person with 10 job skills has much more freedom in terms of what they can do, what kind of job they get in the, in the marketplace, right? But they don't have any more free will than the person with one. See, in other words, a person can have more knowledge than another person, more whatever. But again, this free will thing is like whether or not what we do is up to us and, and absolutely nothing is up to us. We all adhere to the pleasure principle. It doesn't matter if you have 20 viable choices or one, you're going to pick, you have no choice but to pick the one that gives you the greatest amount of overall life satisfaction near and short term, you know, weight, weight out, you know, balance, you know, to what gives you the greatest overall amount of pleasure and the least amount of pain in the overall grand scheme of your life. So neither the guy with one choice or 20 choices can escape this law of the, what we call the pleasure principle. Absolutely. So we got 20 seconds. Again, it's not just the unconscious. It's not just causality that's making free will impossible. It's that we're hardwired bi biologically to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And we may, we may put ourselves through pain by running marathons or by like, you know, taking really hard jobs. But the only reason we do that is we think that there's going to be a greater payoff in the end. All right. That's all we have time for. Thanks for watching, Nick. Thanks. All right. We'll see you next time on Exploring Illusion Free Will.